Hello and welcome to the Elskavon podcast. My name is Chris Bartels. I'm from Minneapolis and I write and release music under a few different project names, including Bora York, Blurstem under my own name, and Elskavon. I'm so glad and so grateful that you're here. So what are we doing here? What is this podcast all about? Um, I kind of just thought it'd be a cool way to dig in a little bit and kind of go behind the scenes of some of the songs and albums I've written or been a part of creatively and take a look at some of the inspiration behind the songs, um, the songwriting process. I'll definitely be talking music production, mixing aspects. Um, It won't be a gear heavy thing, but I'm sure we'll go there from time to time. We'll see. I, I honestly, I just thought it would be fun. So here we are. I think that all of us, whether we're musicians or not, um, simply as fans and listeners of music, we, we often don't think about the minute details of the creative process behind the songs. Um, and that's okay. I think um, we probably shouldn't be thinking about that most of the time. We should simply just be enjoying it, um, simply be a part of it or let it be a part of us for that moment in time. Uh, I think that's the incredible beauty of music. But I also know that personally, as a musician, as a producer myself, I love being able to go uh, behind the scenes of other creatives, of other musicians, producers in their studio. And of course, if that's in person, that's incredible. But even through videos, through podcasts, interviews, um, sort of seeing, hearing, reading the more specific details, um, specific emotions and inspirations, both as a musician and simply as a music fan, I absolutely love those types of things. Um, I get lost in them. One of my favorite examples is Jay Views and his album 401 Days. He did this whole album DNA project where in real time he shared videos, audio, pictures, lyrics, everything um, on his website as he was writing the album, uh, not just after things were finished. Um, There's so many amazing podcasts out there that do this as well, be it Song Exploder um, and The Writer Is, Switched on Pop, Um, And then, of course, there's just so much incredible stuff on YouTube, um, blogs, anything like that. So, yeah, that kind of gives you an idea of where things might sort of go with this podcast. I really, I don't have rules for this. Um, I'm just kind of diving in. Um, I'm just going to have fun with it. Some episodes might be super short. Some might end up being way too long. Uh, I don't know. And like everyone else, I'm constantly learning. I'm constantly growing creatively or at least I'm desiring to grow every day. I've been playing writing music for about half my life now. And um, yeah, I've come a long way. I've learned so much over the years. Um, I've grown as a musician, as a songwriter, producer. But um, I also feel like, man, there's just so much out there, not just to learn, but also that I can bring to the table creatively um, that I haven't yet. Um, And that's what I love about making music. I mean, yes, there's definitely frustrating days creatively, but really knowing, and, and, and not just knowing, but truly believing that we haven't even scratched the surface of what we can do as, as musicians, as creatives, um, whatever your craft is, um, whatever you do, and what um, you know, beautiful things we can put out into this world. Uh, I, think that's, I think that's super exciting. 
So all that being said, I'm going to, of course, share anything and everything about my process. Um, I don't think that I have tons of crazy secrets, but if I do, I'm going to share them here. I'm not worried about keeping anything to myself. Um, I think it's it's just more fun to, to, to share our processes with each other as musicians and, and creatives. And that's what I hope to do here. And if this builds to something where we have a little creative family or community where we're bouncing ideas off of each other, or you know, especially if any of you listening have ideas and things to share in regards to what I'm talking about here, I always love hearing those kinds of things. Um, I don't just love it, I, I really make it a point to seek those things out as I'm writing from other musicians um, and producers. So maybe this is a place for that. Um, I would be all for it. We'll just have to see where it goes. So anyways, enough rambling, let's talk music. This first episode, I wanted to dig in a little bit to my latest Elskavan album, Skylight, my fourth Elskavan album, and in particular, the title track, Skylight. And the timing of the launch of this podcast coincides with my vinyl pressing campaign for this album that I just launched as well the other day, and it would be the first vinyl pressing of um, any Elskavan album of mine, so I will be sure to put the link for that in the description if you're interested in checking that out. So first, a little backstory on the album as a whole and some of the thematic inspiration behind it. I can't remember where I first got this idea, but I decided to have each song on the album represent a meaningful moment or memory in my life. Um, Some of them were huge, huge life moments, such as the song Offers of Peace uh, was representative of the birth of our second child, Oliver. And the name Oliver actually means offers a peace. Um, others were more just beautiful, unexpected uh, moments that, that stuck with me over time. Uh, for example, the song Duskline Hills is in reference to one time on vacation in the Black Hills in South Dakota with my wife, our one son at the time, and my in-laws. And we drove through this, this uh, wildlife pass that you can kind of drive through. And we didn't see too much on that pass. And then literally as we took a turn out of that that road, that wildlife pass, all of a sudden we saw a couple elk near the road, which was cool. And then we looked up and we actually saw a ton more up on the hills. And then um, some more came out from the side of the road. And there must have been two herds or something like that. Uh, they were even like calling to each other, um, these loud elk cries or what calls whatever you would call it and then before we knew it um they were gone and there was like they were running up and down the hills and and all of a sudden they were gone and this was uh right at dusk in the evening and i remember as this was happening you know it was one of those you had to be there moments but it was just incredible and i remember we just pulled the car over and we just watched and and for a little bit there we were all just silent just taking it in and then all of a sudden the moment was over but uh, we'll never forget the beauty of that specific moment. And so it was just things like that where I did my best to sort of invoke that moment or that, that feeling, that emotion, um, that memory, whatever it was, through music with each song um, on this album. With Skylight, with the with the the title track in particular, 
This one was inspired by a specific moment back when I was a teenager. My friend and I would ride our bikes all around the Twin Cities every summer, just exploring different places, um, urban areas, woodsy areas, wherever. And I mean, I have lots of good memories from those days, for sure. Uh, but there was this, this one in particular. Um, I think it was right after a school year ended. Um, so, of course, life was good when that summer vacation comes. And we were just riding around, nothing to stress about or worry about, you know, not many responsibilities at that time in our lives. And, and just enjoying the summer night, I had my earbuds in, I was listening to music. I remember we turned around to head back home and there were fireworks in the sky in the distance. Um, I still, I have no idea what they were for. It wasn't 4th of July or anything like that, but it was just this perfect random thing to this perfect summer night. And looking back, you know, the older you get, the busier you get, the more responsibilities you have. Um, and, and don't get me wrong, I love life now. I really do. Um, but there's something so nostalgic, so beautiful about looking back on those years of your youth, you know, those teenage years. There's something innocent and carefree about those days that um, I definitely look back favorably on those memories. So anyways, the, the title Skylight is, of course, in reference to those fireworks lighting up the sky and just that that nostalgia, that emotion in general. So without further ado, I'm going to play Skylight in its entirety here and then right after we'll look at specific uh, pieces and details of the song.
All right. So the first sound, the first part of the song was from this little old janky toy piano that I sampled. Um, I still work part-time for a commercial music and audio house where we sound design, mix, and write music for commercials. And um, I did work there full-time in studio for about four years. And once in a while, we'd have some downtime. And uh, my coworker at the time had this old, just junky toy piano um, that, for those reasons, I, I thought was amazing. And I decided to take it into the studio put up a couple mics and and sample it. Um, and you just, it just has this this character, this quality. It's very, very imperfect. And you'll notice a theme um, with this album in particular of that, those imperfections. I just really sought that. Um, I just, I didn't want things to be too clean or um, crisp. Um, so this was a perfect fit. So here's that sample toy piano just dry on its own. So you can hear those kind of raw, imperfect qualities, uh, some weird harmonics in there. Um, you can hear like the hammer of the key kind of dropping multiple times on certain parts. Uh, I just love that. So I recorded just kind of in the key of C, actually just kind of random notes there. And contrary to quote unquote production rules, I put the delay after the reverb. So it would kind of delay the reverb. Um, so here's what that sounds like. Obviously, I could have put delay first, then reverb, of course. Uh, but I just like the quality that, that this brought with delaying the reverb. It just brought a, a sort of unpredictability to it. So anyways, I bounced that down, and then I reversed it, and it led to this. So you'll hear that open up the song along with uh, over the top of five layers of different like vinyl static uh, samples and, and things of that nature. One of those layers is this almost underwater sounding um, lo-fi loop that I then took and sent through guitar rig and some EQ, and you have this. Which obviously gives it, you know, an ambient um, atmospheric quality to it, but because it originally was some sort of loop, um, you have that kind of moving depth to it. Um, you can hear things jump out at you a little bit and then kind of fade back. I just liked the, the depth with that. Not long after that, you hear these um, re really reverberant vocals kind of come through. Uh, my friend Clark played on a few, played guitar on a few different songs, including this one. You'll hear his parts a little later on, um, and he plays um, Elskavan shows with me live here and there. And um, anyways, he was so he was over one night. Um, as we, we were working on the song, and, and his wife KK also 
um, was hanging out with us. And KK is a great singer and uh, amazing songwriter as well, actually. Um, and I was just like, KK, can I throw a mic up for you and just see what happens vocally? And uh, she was up for it. And so that's what you hear is KK basically vocally improvising. And obviously that's heavily processed. Um, I've got some formant pitching going on to give it, you know, a different character. Uh, I'm also using Logic's just stock plug-in, the, the spectral gate filter, which is just kind of a some very interesting kind of like digital sounding um, distorted sounds with that. Um, I thought that fit well with this. Uh, it was it was funny. My friend just the other day asked me like, so what do you do when you with when you have vocals in your Elskaban songs? What kind of uh, processing do you do? And I was like, man, I don't know. It's different every time. I'm literally just like with each song that I have background uh, vocal parts. I'm just like trying different things, um, all sorts of different effects and and, and whatnot. So. I have no go-to Elskivan vocal sound. Um, usually it's buried in reverb, of course, but that's, uh, that's kind of a given. So 33 seconds in, you hear the first uh, structured part of the song, if you will, where the synth keys come in. And obviously this part is, um, there's some pretty heavy um, detuning happening on these synths, which uh, I did on purpose, but it's almost too, there's almost an eeriness to it because of that. Uh, and I wanted to build this contrast where you have this, this eeriness, um, this almost creepiness to start the song. And then at the end you have a more uh, beautiful uh, cinematic um, feel to it, maybe to represent sort of the nighttime aspect of the nostalgic memory behind the song, um, and, but then also the, the, the beauty of that moment um, as well. Um, I also, I'm of course playing chords here, uh, but I remember there wasn't really a rhyme or reason to them necessarily. Um, there's not a set progression that repeats, for example. I was mostly improvising and just kind of letting this part go where it goes. So I only played it once with this synth, the Arturia Prophet synth. And then I pasted that part to this, which was Native Instruments FM8 synth. Eventually a washed up piano part comes in, um, leaving kind of behind the detuning um, feel of the synths, um, but in chorus with them. So it's sort of hinting at that more beautiful cinematic feel that um, we're going to eventually be led to here. And then under all that, you can hear this breathy vocal noise thing coming in and out. Um, here's the original sample. Uh, so, so pretty much a drone as is, right? Uh, and then I took it here. I wanted it to have this um, glitchy feel to it where it kind of jumps in and out um, and kind of have this depth to it. You know, still having the flavor of the original sample, but a very different um, 
place in the song. And the way I achieved that was I uh, actually put a noise gate on the sample. And what I would do is just kind of, um, I, I, I MIDI mapped it to a, a fader or something on my controller and I automated the threshold of that gate. And that's where you get it, it kind of jumping in and out. It gives it that um, human touch to it, but that glitchy um, in and out kind of feel. And then after that, in the chain, I put on uh, the Soundtoys Tremolator plugin um, with about 70% depth and then just a little bit of um, compression, uh, reverb, delay, and a little more stereo width. And that's where it ended up sitting in the mix. Then we have a little break in the song. You hear some more uh, washed out vocals. And I don't even remember what I was saying here. Uh, sometimes I'll just say random words or whatever with Elskavan's stuff and then process it and just let it be. I get bored just singing oohs or ahs. Uh, so I'll do that. And it gives it this um, hopefully kind of unique feel to it. So I did take off the processing here so you get a taste of my beautiful, disgusting, amazing, terrible falsetto that I was singing for this part. <laughs> that is that's that's something. I don't even know what was I saying? Go ice? Telling you. Random words. It works. And after processing ended up with this. Then we have a couple instances of that lead line here that we'll hear again later in the climax of the song. Um, I'm playing piano. My friend Clark, who I mentioned earlier, uh, playing guitar here. And then it's just time to build. Simple kick drum, um, pedal tone, piano, um, sitting on one chord, and then ambient vocals pretty much carries this part. By the way, uh, don't be afraid to, to put reverb on your kick. I think that's probably another one of those quote-unquote against the rules thing that I like to break. Um, I try to be tasteful with it, but uh, I thought it fit really well here. Then we break for a few seconds, and it swells up into the main uh, progression, the main build-up towards the end of the song. This is all the drums together. Um, I've got some samples going on, that kick, um, but I want to kind of focus in on a couple different parts. Um, so I'm going to mute these, I'm going to mute the kick. These parts. Um, what I did here was, and I have to credit um, JViews who I mentioned earlier, he did these body drums basically, where he taped on mics onto his lap and onto his shoes and then he just kind of played the parts 
um, you know, just basically slapping his knees and his feet against the ground. And it gives it this, uh, you know, very unquantized human feel to it. Um, and what I did was I did just that. So you're hearing those now, just literally the sound from the mics. And then I also took that audio. Um, there's three different tracks. So one on each of my knees and then one on my near my foot, I believe. Um, I took that audio and I sent it through the Trigger 2 plugin, uh, the Steven Slate plugin, and just kind of found different um, samples that I liked. So it's still right in time with those that unquantized, a um, little bit off the grid, a little bit lazy. I'm not a great drummer on my own anyways. Um, so that human <laughs> off the grid feel uh, because of that it was perfect for this. Um, and so I kept all that together, both the uh, the the original just audio, um, and then the resampled audio I put through Trigger as well. And then instrumentation-wise, um, I had a lot of layers of things. Um, I'm not afraid of layers. You'll you'll find that out. Um, I had it looks like one, two, three, five piano layers here. Of course, holding down the chords. I believe that was just just sitting on the six and going to the four for this part. Um, some higher end kind of trills and, and, and little parts I'm playing there. I'm playing a part on the, that FM8 synth from earlier. I've got just standard bass guitar here. Sounds like a little bit of detuning. Perfect for this song, right? Or I was just lazy and didn't tune before I tracked. We'll just say it was art. For the second half, I've got this lead part that comes in. Lots of layers here. And I'm processing them in lots of different ways. So I've got the new mellow 2 from Waves Factory. Great little lo-fi cassette emulator. Um, pizzicato strings with that. I have that toy piano that initially started the song um, happening here. Of course, not reversed this time, not as verbed out. And then I've just got some string pads going here. We have Clark playing some electric guitar. And then vocals both by myself and KK is singing here as well. Just kind of a bed of vocals. Doing different things, processed each a little bit differently. And that all builds up to this right here. The outro. snare sample kind of just washes away, filters out, and we're done. Well, I hope you enjoyed that behind-the-scenes look at this song. I know I had fun pulling up the session uh, for the first time in a long time and looking back on the different parts. When you finish the song and you, you step away from it for a while, you kind of, uh, I know I, at least I sort of forget kind of a lot of what I did and the different creative decisions I made with it. 
Um, so yeah, I know I enjoyed sharing this process with you, and I'm uh, looking forward to digging into some other songs soon as well. For the first few episodes, I'm going to be probably just focusing on this Elskavon album, uh, because like I mentioned earlier, I've recently launched a vinyl pressing campaign for the album. Uh, there's a link in the description if you feel like checking that out. Um, so I thought it would be appropriate just to kind of dig into uh, a few different songs on this album as well. I appreciate you all so much for being here, for listening, for supporting my music. Uh, I really can't put it into words how grateful I am for anyone who listens, downloads, streams, follows um, what, I, what I'm doing. It, it really does mean the world to me. So uh, I'm going to end it here again with this song, Skylight, in its entirety. Thank you guys so much. Thank you.